everybody. Great to have you here. Our text for today is the story of the ugly duckling. Now, um, please, can anybody help me out here? Can anybody tell me the story? You can sing the song if you wish, Mike. You can sing the song. Okay. Yeah, good. Somebody like to fill in the story for me. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very good, very good. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, there is a very important moment in that story. What is the most important moment in that story? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's right. Now, picture that instant. What is he doing when he realizes he's a swan? Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he looks at his reflection in the water. And at that instant, he realizes the truth, the reality that he isn't ugly, that he is a beautiful swan. Up until that moment, was he a swan? But was he living as a swan? No. But then he had that moment where reality dawned, where he seized the truth. After that moment, yeah, he was still a swan. But what, what was different after that moment? He knew it. And he, he was living as a swan. Exactly, yeah. Also, um, you guys know about the Lion King, don't you? Yeah, have you all seen the Lion King? Okay. There is a wonderful scene in the Lion King where Simba has been running away all the time. And he gets to a point and it's dark and he looks into a pool of water and he sees his own reflection in the water. What happens next? Come on, guys, you've seen the film, surely. So, <laughs> that, that, that comes later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. So, so, so basically, um, Simba, he's, he's been running away from his destiny, yeah? His destiny is to be the king to be the ruler of the pride of lions. But he has fear, he doubts, he runs away, he hides. But at that moment, Simba, he's, he's actually on the run. He looks at his reflection in that water and something miraculous happens. His reflection sort of morphs into his father. And he hears his father's voice. And what does his father say? Can anybody remember? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Again, again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, um, good, good, good. Now, um, okay, Philippa, I want you to do your best Mufasa voice. 
Now, as you remember, um, Mufasa, who had the really deep voice, and he spoke with great gravitas like this. Now, I want you to say um, what you just said. Can you say it in your best, sim uh, your best Mufasa voice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. This is so important for our Christian life, yeah? So just think of old Mufasa and he says, remember who you are. This is for us. We must remember who we are. And uh, Very true. Could we please have uh, Ephesians chapter 2 on the screen? Right. Well, a lot of stories, they have a slightly bad beginning, and then they have a good ending. You have a bad bit, and then things get better, then you have a, a good bit. And we're going to start with the bad bit here. Um, verse 1, as for you, you were dead. Um, not very cheerful, is it? As for you... You were dead. Yeah, pretty depressing, really. But good news is you were dead. It's the past. Okay, It's talking about not now. It's talking about the past. We're not dead any longer. But yeah, this is the, the bad news. So we're going to get the bad news over with first. Yeah? Should we get the bad news over with first? As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live. Okay, it's, it's used to live, it's not now. It's the bad old days. It's not our current position. But yet we were dead in the sins in which we used to live. When you follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. So who's the ruler of the kingdom of the air? Satan. Why do we call Satan the ruler of the kingdom of the air? Or what is the kingdom of the air? Mm -hmm. The way I like to look at it, I think Satan is like a bad smell, basically. And um, the kingdom of the air means that, hey, that this is God's world. But Satan gets his malign influence. And he's getting in there and he's corrupting. And he's just spoiling things. He's like, he's the ruler of the kingdom of the air. His evil influence, his evil tentacles get in all over the place and mess things up. But hey, he is defeated. But yeah, in the past, we used to follow the, the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us, all of us. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were, not we are, yeah? we were by nature objects of wrath. Now here comes the good news, but 
but isn't that fantastic? That little word, but. <laughs> and that word changes everything. Yeah. Now here, here comes the good news. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. This is God's character. Yeah. God is rich in mercy. He's rich. We're not talking about money. We're not talking about Ferraris or Lamborghinis. God is rich. He's rich in mercy. mercy. This is God's character. This is the fundamental thing about God and who he is. He's rich in mercy. And God made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. So God made us alive. So I want you to think, when you look in the mirror, I want you to have a, an ugly duckling, beautiful swan moment. Yeah? When you look in the mirror, think about this. Yeah? God made me alive. God made you alive. You have spiritual life. Because the bits, you know, as we read before, we were dead. We were dead. We were separate from God. We had no life in our spirits. Our spirits were dead. Our souls were dead. But, yeah, we know Jesus. We've given our hearts to Jesus. And now we have life in us. God's life is in us. He made us alive. So when you look in the mirror in the morning, yeah, you get out of bed, you're feeling a bit naff. You stumble into the bathroom. You look at your reflection in the mirror and you think, yeah, God made me alive. That is your ugly duckling to beautiful swan moment. Yeah, God made me alive. Yes, yes. Amen. Even when we were dead, it is by grace you have been saved. It is by grace. Obviously, if we're dead, a dead person can't help himself, can he? It's all about grace. God made us alive. Think about the ugly caterpillar. What happens to an ugly caterpillar? It becomes a beautiful butterfly. And God does that. And it's not because the caterpillar's clever. I mean, caterpillars aren't very clever, are they? They're, they don't do anything particularly fancy apart from eat leaves. You know, but God does it. It's grace. It's all from God. God does it. God turns the caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly. God gives you new life. You had an old life, yeah? You were dead in your transgressions. You followed the ways of this world. That was your old life, but God has given you a new life. And it's all, it's all grace. It's all grace. God is good. God is good. And God raised us up. So we're on, sorry. Verse 6, yep, we're on verse 6 now. God raised us up with Christ. Ooh. God raised us up with Christ. What's that talking about? Raised us up with Christ? I guess it refers to the resurrection, yeah? You know, the most amazing thing that's ever happened in history, you know, that Christ was dead. 
And there was the resurrection, you know, the fact of the resurrection. The dead man, Christ, he was raised up through God's mighty power. And God raised us up with Christ. So just as Christ was raised up, we share in Christ's resurrection. Think about that when you look in the bathroom mirror first thing in the morning. Yeah, you share with Christ's resurrection. And seated us with him in the heavenly realms. So Christ is seated on a throne, yeah, in the heavenly realms. So if we're, okay, we've been raised up with Christ in his resurrection. And where are we seated? We're seated with Christ on a throne. Wow. Once again, in the morning, when you look in the bathroom mirror, yeah, I've got God's life. I've been raised up with resurrection power. And I'm sitting on God's throne. Isn't that incredible? We are kings and queens. Yeah. We are kings in God. Yeah. Verse 7. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. His grace again. We had in verse 4, it said God is rich in mercy. And here again in verse 7, the incomparable riches of his grace. Yeah. The riches of his grace. God is rich in grace. Grace is one of God's defining characteristics. Grace and mercy. That's what he's rich in. And kindness expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. God is kind. Here we are. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It's by grace you have been saved through faith. Could we still see? Yeah, there's verse 5. Look at verse 5. It is by grace you have been saved. And then down to verse 8. For it is by grace you have been saved. But why does he say it twice? It's important, yeah, that's why he says it twice. <laughs> verse 5, it is by grace you have been saved. 8, it is by grace you have been saved. Grace, what is grace all about? It means it doesn't come from us. Yeah, We, we don't, sorry? We don't deserve it, thank you. Yeah, we don't deserve it. Heaven knows we don't deserve it, do we? <laughs> Heaven knows. Wow, yeah. We don't deserve any of God's mercy, any of the riches of God's love. We don't deserve it. But yeah, we're saved by grace. I want us to really think about verse 8 because it's probably one of the most important verses for our Christian life. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace, through faith. Yeah, God gives the grace. What do we do? We, we have the faith, thank you. Yeah, we have the faith. By grace, through faith. God can be gracious, which he is, of course, but we need to have faith. You know, God can say, 
you know, my child, I love you. I want to give you new life. I want to raise you in resurrection power. I want to make your life beautiful. God says that to us. That's God's grace. What do we do? We just say, yes, please. <laughs> we have to have faith. We have to say, yeah, God, yes, please. Yeah, I want this, God. God, I really want this. Please, I want this. That's faith. God, I believe you can do this for me. I want it. I want this in my life. That's faith. I want God's mercy in my life. Or you can say, well, actually, actually, I can't be bothered. Actually, I'd rather be watching football, you know. Um, so if you watch football, please don't feel under any condemnation. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of an example. You know, actually, I'd rather be doing my own thing. You know, I'd rather be paddling my own canoe, whatever. Um, but faith, yeah, by grace through faith, we can reject God's grace. And a lot of people, well, they don't consciously reject God's grace. But in as much as they can't be bothered, they reject God's grace, you know? God's, God comes along, God comes to the party with the grace. We've got to come to the party with the faith. We've got to say, yeah, I want this. I really want this. We've got to really want it. Yeah, and this not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. Just to underline that it's not of us. It's a gift, a gift from God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Yeah, please, guys, it's horrible to see a Christian boasting. It really makes me go, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't stand it when I see a Christian boasting, or anybody boasting for that matter, but particularly with a Christian, because you know, no one can boast. Verse nine. Oh, there it is. Yeah, no one can boast because it's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. It's all by grace, and no matter you know what you achieve in grace in your life, please never ever boast. No one can boast. We need gratitude and humility before God always. Verse 10, for we are God's workmanship. We are God's workmanship. Who used to do pottery at school? Anybody did pottery at school? Were you good at it, Rin? Were you good at it? You were quite good at it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A quick question, Rinia, if it's quick, is, is it quick? Okay. Thank you, Rin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right, yeah, anyway, yeah, but making a pot. So who else made pots at school? Uh, yeah, Fred. How do you, uh, actually, Fred's clever, so I, I won't ask Fred because he's really good. <laughs> I, I know Fred made something that's going to be really good. But... <laughs> My own experience, you know, I remember the potter's wheel at school, trying to get this lump of clay, trying so hard, you know, to make a pot. And what happened? It just, it 
just fell apart, you know. It was awful. But good news. We, we are God's workmanship. We are God's workmanship, yeah? So if God made a pot, what would it be like? It would be perfect, yeah? It would be perfect, yeah? And that's us. We, we are God's workmanship. So God made us. So what are we? We're, we're perfect, yeah? We're fantastic. So, so please, you know, think about the ugly duckling who realizes that he's a beautiful swan. You're God's workmanship. God made you. You are God's workmanship. So, I mean, okay, paintings by Picasso, Van Gogh, Monet. If you want to buy a Van Gogh painting, how much have you got to pay for it? Yeah, you pay millions. And why do you pay millions? Because because Van Gogh made it, yeah? You have to shell out millions to buy a painting because Van Gogh made it. It is valuable because Van Gogh made it. What about you? Mick, what about you? You're valuable. You're worth more than millions because, because God made you. Yeah, God made you. You're God's workmanship. Yeah, you're God's workmanship. Created in Christ to do good works. Hey, we have a, what's the word? Not irony, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, could we sort of rewind to, 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 to uh, where does it say not by works? Which, it's still there, is it? Oh, thank you, thank you, yeah. Um, thanks, Mick. <laughs> yeah, so verse nine, we're saved not by works so that no one can boast. And then we go on to verse 10. Oh, it's all there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> Glasses. <laughs> but we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Oh, is that a contradiction? We're not saved, sorry. So we're not saved by works, but. We're God's workmanship created to do good works. So what, what does that say about works? Yeah, so we're not saved by works. Works isn't the means of our salvation. Yeah, God's, I'm sorry, works don't save us. But they're still good. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. So God prepared in advance for us to do. Isn't that wonderful? So it's like uh, this is our destiny. These works, the works don't save us. We, we can't get into God's good books by doing good works. But the good works are still really, really important. That The good works are so important that God prepared them in advance for us. It's our, it's our destiny. Yeah. So think of Simba. What was Simba's destiny? It was to be king. It was to lead all the other lions. You know, that was his destiny. And you've got a destiny. Good works are your destiny. Yeah, God has done it for us. 
Now then, um, Satan has very little power. Uh -huh. Very little power indeed. The only thing he's good at is lying. Yeah, He's very, very good at telling lies. And he can get get inside our heads and he can tell us lies. That's what Satan does. But that's all he can do. He's got no other power at all apart from just telling lies. That's why it's so important to to know who you are. Yeah? Yeah. So the, the, this series of preachers is called Who Do You Think You Are? Because it's so important that we, we know the truth that we are conscious of the truth. It was important for the, the duckling, you know, but he wasn't a duckling. For, for the swan, the swan had to have that moment where he saw the truth, he appreciated reality. And in the case of Simba, you know, uh, his wicked uncle Scar had been telling him lies. And yet at, at that point when he saw his, his father's reflection, he knew the truth, you know, that he was destined to be king. Well, you know what? Usually I'll run out of time, but today I haven't run out of time. In fact, I've been, I've been too quick today. Um, so I've actually run out of things to say. Yeah. Funny, the last time I did this, I went on too long, and now I've gone on not long enough. That's right, yeah, but not so worry. Hey, I mean, why don't we, should we pray for one another? Just that um, we see ourselves as God sees us, that we grasp the truth. You know, we grasp the truth that we are, that God has given us new life, that we are new creations in Christ. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah, okay. I just really feel it's important for us to get this grace message that Steve has brought to us. Grace is an outstanding, transformational thing. Grace is not something that we lightly receive. It's not something that we think about it today and then it goes tomorrow. The gospel of grace that Jesus has brought to us transforms lives. It transforms us. And I just I just feel again for us, because I know what I'm like. I know I default to works. I know I default to, oh God, I've done this, I've done that, I've done the other. But grace takes that away. Grace gives us something we can never earn. It's something that will change us. And even as we were just praying, as Tomorrow morning, when we look in the mirror, we're going to see grace at work. You see, grace that has changed you inside out, no hope, dead. Even faith is a gift. God gives us faith that we can respond in faith to this amazing gospel of grace. And you know what? All of us, all of us need to remind our own hearts, everything that we do, all the good things that we do, we do out of a motivation of grace, not out of law. 
We do it because he's already done it for us. Not when we do it because we oh Lord, that you'll love me a bit more. We read our Bibles because we know he's already done it. We pray because we know he's already done it. This grace is transformational. And I know so many believers who don't see it. And I just want to I just want to pray over us. I'm really just real passionate about next Sunday as we celebrate baptisms and Easter. It's all about grace. I'm going to be speaking on it again. Do you know what? If we had a sermon every Sunday morning about grace, it wouldn't be enough. Because we need to keep hearing this amazing gospel. Father, I just pray right across this room again this morning, our hearts are open to you. Lord, all of our rags, all of our mistakes, all of those things that have caused hurt, that have damaged us, that have things that we've said, things that we've done. Lord, I thank you in a moment when your grace came in, we were washed white as snow. I thank you this morning as we stand before you. We come in this gospel of grace. We come because of your righteousness. We come because of you and all that you have done. We don't come because we think we are worthy. We come because we know you are worthy. You're worthy of our worship. You're worthy of our very best. You're worthy of our gaze upon you. We're worthy of our songs of worship to you, of the proclamation of the word, Lord. It's all about you. It's all about you. And I pray now for anyone here in this room who is just under a cloak of law, to say, Lord, I am not worthy. I am not able. I am not righteous enough. I'm not good enough. I just pray in Jesus' name that would go. See, remind us that Satan sees sows of lies in our hearts. Say, Lord, would you come again in power over us? Do you know what? As you get hold of this, things will start bubbling up in your heart. Praise will start coming. Worship will start coming. Scriptures will start coming as you get hold of this. And I'm longing for a day when we have a church that we have queues of people So I've got this to bring, I've got this to bring, I've got this to bring. Because we've got hold of this amazing picture, this amazing God's grace. Terry Virgo called it irresistible grace. Let's remember her. She's irresistible. She's wonderful. She is grace.